The first nine years of my career in tech were up and to the right. In 1992, I received an MBA from the Ohio State University and was recruited by Silicon Graphics out to Silicon Valley. SGI actually built Google's main campus in Mountain View, and I had an office there. But SGI hit the wall with the great dot-com crash in 2001, and I found myself unemployed and unsure what to do next. Some of you listening remember that time in tech. In 2007, we all had to navigate the Great Recession. In 2019, we all faced the impacts of a global pandemic. Now, for the first time in many of our business careers, we are facing something called inflation. And most likely, it's going to be combined with a recession. I am Thomas Law, the Executive Director of the Technology and Services Industry Association. And welcome to Tectonic, the podcast where we explore what makes technology business models successful in today's world. In this episode, I'm flying solo, but I'm going to share data and insights on how to navigate economic uncertainty as a technology professional. For those listeners not familiar with TSIA, we are a for-profit research institute and we are on a mission to help our member companies run profitable technology business models that unlock real business value for customers. So let's get into it. And I want to start with some data to ground the current situation. Uh, yes, we all know that tech valuations have been uh, dropping like a stone. But how are tech business models actually performing? Well, let me start with one of the indexes that we track. It's called the TNS 50. It's 50 of the largest legacy tech companies on the planet, like the IBMs and the Cisco's, Microsoft's in there. We just took our calendar Q2 snapshot, and I can tell you that 70% of the companies in that index report that overall top line revenues are growing compared to the same quarter a year ago. About 60% of them said that product revenues were up. 66% of them said their service revenues were growing. And that's really healthy. And overall, for the index, uh, companies there grew 8% compared to the same quarter last year. And they were very profitable, an average of 17%. So, you know, that's really solid news from these legacy companies in Q2. But there is a little bit of chink in, in the armor when you click into how hardware companies did in Q2. Uh, they are facing headwinds in both their product margins and their service margins. Now, let's turn to another index we have, the TSIA Cloud 40. 40 of the largest publicly traded cloud companies on the planet. Take their Q2 snapshot. How are they doing? They're growing on average 26%. So even though, again, valuations have been, been dropping, their overall revenue growth was pretty solid. However, they did exhibit lower gross margins and lower operating profits. So when we look at the economic data from Q2, there's really mixed messages here. On the positive side, top line revenues are growing for TNS 50 companies, for Cloud 40 companies. Service revenues are growing. Uh, service margins are actually getting better for traditional software companies. But on the negative side, we see this downward push on valuations. We see lower gross margins for hardware companies. We see lower gross margins for companies in the cloud 40, and lower operating margins for the cloud companies as well. So it is a mixed bag. And this is kind of what defines uncertainty, right? We're not sure where things will go. But how do people feel about the second half of the year? Well, for the first time ever, TSI is doing an economic sentiment survey. 
and I just looked at the results of about 140 companies that have responded so far, and we asked them this question about where they think their top-line revenues are going over the next four quarters, and only 5%, listen to that, just 5% of those companies predict that their revenues will decline in the next four quarters. 75% of those respondents predict that revenues will increase, which, you know, that's obviously very optimistic. But in the same survey here, 13% of these companies do predict that headcount will decline. Only 50% of the companies believe their headcount is going to grow. So we're seeing more caution on hiring. About 20% of those companies predict that their operating budgets are going to be reduced. And on the inflation front, 62% of those companies predict overall prices for their technology solutions will increase. So again, a lot of mixed messages. Hey, we think top-line revenues are, are, are still coming our way, but we're going to be cautious on hiring, and we think we're going to be asked to trim the sales on expenses. So again, this is just really the definition of uncertainty. So how do you navigate this uncertainty? I'm going to provide advice uh, at two layers. Advice for the tech leader and advice for the individual tech professional. So let's start with the tech leader. And this uh, content and insight comes from a paper that I published, How Successful B2B Companies Navigate an Economic Downturn. It's available for everyone on our, our website. And I can tell you, in the, in the summer of 2020, when everybody was dealing with the pandemic, I met with 86 executive teams from um, uh, TSI member companies to discuss how they were navigating the global pandemic. And in essence, everyone had a, a similar playbook that consisted of four main plays. Okay, number one, we're going to reduce operating costs because there's a lot of uncertainty. Number two, we're going to become more operationally efficient. Number three, we're going to work to retain our key talent. And then number four, we're going to try to identify new growth opportunities that will emerge, you know, as soon as this, you know, this pandemic gets under control and the economy returns. And I can tell you, it is that fourth play that a majority of companies did not run successfully. So, so how do you manage against that mistake as a tech leader? Let me ask, have you ever downsized your way to growth? Uh, I don't think so. So the first tactic here is smart divesting. Cost cutting across the board during a downturn is a fatal strategy, especially when technology business models are in transformation. For tech companies that are working to migrate from transactional business models to recurring business models that are, you know, based on as-a-service type offers, there needs to be prioritization related to cost-cutting. I mean, this can seem you know, harsh, but legacy business units need to take the brunt of any cost-cutting initiatives. Do not downsize business units that are responsible for the future growth of the company. Now, for the born-in-the-cloud companies listening here, they only have one business model in play, keep listening. Cheap money funds unprofitable business models. Money just got expensive. The second tactic here is really informed operational efficiency. In a downturn, profitability and cash flow become the currency investors want. Uh, but, but where are your greatest opportunities to improve profitability and cash flow? The answer to that question is not a mystery. Whether you are trying to optimize traditional maintenance revenue streams or improve the margin profile of a new managed service offering or improve your margins on your SaaS offering or start monetizing customer success, 
TSIA, we are well versed in the practices that move the profitability needle. Answering that question is why we were founded almost 20 years ago, so don't guess. So you should reach out to industry experts like TSIA to get targeted advice on where to become operationally efficient. High company valuation is an employer retention strategy until it is not. This next tactic is about retention through mission. The tight talent pool facing technology companies is not completely loosening just because the economy is slowing down. We see this in the jobs report data. However, the carrot of recruiting and retaining talent with stock options just went out the window for most companies. So, so what now? It is the observation of TSI researchers and others that employees, especially the next generation of tech employees, gravitate to mission. They are looking for companies that can articulate a meaningful mission. Now, you may be thinking, hey, man, we sell technology. Th that is our mission. Is that it, really? Philips Healthcare sells technology, but they are on a mission to make hospital staff more effective. Blackbaud sells software, but they are on a mission to help nonprofits achieve their missions. You, you get the idea. The question is, what is your compelling mission? Somebody is going to capture more market share in this downturn. Why should it be you? So this next tactic for the tech leader is really focusing on winning capabilities no matter what. From the economic sentiment survey I referenced earlier, 70% of respondents stated that their largest source of revenues of the next four quarters would be from subscriptions and services. TSIA strongly believes the growth levers for all technology providers is changing. In fact, we just published a book titled Digital Hesitation, which outlines how tech companies will cost-effectively grow subscription and service revenues in the future. These are the capabilities that all technology providers should be exploring, regardless of specific markets. So lean into capabilities that accelerate the cost-effective growth of subscription and service revenue streams. To learn more about those capabilities, go read the stinking book. Now I, I want to shift here to advice for you as an individual tech professional. And I'm going to give you some don'ts and then some do's. So don't chase the money. Chase the opportunity. Right now the recruiting is, is aggressive. People are dangling you know, dollars in front of folks. Don't chase the money. Chase an opportunity that you think is compelling that provides growth. We've talked about this in previous uh, podcasts with different tech leaders. Just keep that in mind. Secondly, don't undervalue your current reputation in your current company. L let me tell you, I've been through downturns. Do you know who gets let go first in a downturn? Well, first, obviously, underperformers. And then you know who goes next? They are followed by the overpaid. And who's overpaid? The people that were hired most recently in a tight labor market. Then that's followed by the most recent hires that are, are unproven. The last to go in a downturn, solid employees with proven track records. So if that's you, don't underestimate that asset that you have at your disposal in uncertain times. Now, let me give you some do's. Do be clear on your key skills and strengths. Companies hire to solve problems, not just to fill positions. So what problems do you solve for a company? Think about that. Write that down. Understand it. Articulate it. Do study this industry. What makes a healthy tech business model these days? What are key trends? 
understand the industry you work in so you can make informed career decisions. By the way, this is what TSI research is all about, really understanding what makes successful tech business models. But you should lean into that type of content anywhere you can get it so you are an informed professional that's going to help you make good career moves. Do build a meaningful network. And, and I'm telling you, just, just because you're connected to 800 people in LinkedIn does not mean you have a meaningful network. By the way, this is uh, another reason we have you know, TSIA and we have TSIA conferences, right? So people can come and build meaningful networks. And finally, do find folks that navigated previous downturns and pick their brains on what they learned during that. And in, in the spirit of that, I'm going to tell you my story when I was navigating the dot-com bust. So I left Silicon Graphics in a second round of layoffs that was caused by, by the dot-com crash. And I had a nice severance package, but I had no job lined up. I didn't know what I was going to do next. So I, I used my downtime to write my first ever book. It's called Building Professional Services, The Siren Song. And the book comes out, and I still haven't, don't have a job yet, so I start interviewing, and I'm looking for a leadership role in, in professional services. And I get a call to go in and meet with Tim Cook at Apple. And he was, you know, the number two one. Obviously, Steve Jobs is still there. And I, I go to his office because Apple was thinking about establishing, you know, a consulting business, a professional service business. And so we sit down and I spend, I don't know, 30 minutes with him really asking why they want to do it because, you know, my experience was most product companies, especially hardware companies, you know, they thought consulting was easy. They thought it was high margin. When they get into it, they don't really like it. It's labor intensive. It's low margin. So I was really sort of questioning, you know, their commitment to it and, and sort of talking him out of, you know, wanting to, to do it. So it was a very kind of odd conversation. And, you know, at the end of that, he said something to me that changed my entire trajectory, my entire career. And he said, look, you just had this book come out, but, you, you know, you, you have operations experience. This is a real fork in the road. You have to decide which way you want to go, either back into operations or do this sort of industry advisory thing, but it's one or the other. And this is a big decision. And I hadn't really thought about it in those terms yet. And I'm sure that, you know, he doesn't even remember that meeting. I was probably one of, you know, 20 people interviewing for that job. But that conversation forced me to really sit down and think about what I wanted to do. And I leaned in to the writing in the advisory, and uh, you know, and I couldn't be happier. And so my my point in that is that downturns often create opportunities to really reinvent your career, re really rethink where you want to go. So I, I'm going to end this by saying, you know, I, I'm an optimist, and I am very confident there are companies and individuals out there that are going to absolutely crush it over the next year, regardless of what this economy does. However, you need to go into the next six months with eyes wide open and prepare to navigate some serious uncertainty. So the question of the day is simple. Are you ready to hug this bear? Cheers.